the volume. Jenkins and Jones is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. Tons of reasons why I love betting the NFL on FanDuel Sportsbook. It's America's number one sportsbook. It's easy to use, it's fast, safe and secure, and it has fast payouts as quick as two hours. There's also so many bet types, including same-game parlay bets, live betting, player props, and futures. FanDuel is making it easy for everyone to bet this season with a bunch of promotions that they'll be sharing all season long on our podcast. If you've been listening along, you've heard a lot of those. There's risk-free bets and same-game parlay bets, enhanced odds markets, and more. If you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now and sign up with promo code JNJ so they know we sent you. That's J ampersand J. Disclaimer, must be 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See full terms and conditions at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Welcome to Jenkins and Jones on the Volume Octopod Network. Octopod! It's (laughs) Octopod time, niggas! (laughs) Hell yeah! It's Monday, January 31st, and we're talking NBA All-Star Game. Uh, We're talking about the spiked seltzer wars, and we are talking about the joys of being washed. As always, Jenkins and Jones is hosted by my good friends, the Jethro Jenkins, a.k.a. John. What's up, Bubba's? Dragonfly Jones, aka Tyler. Hey everybody, how's it going? I'm Gardy B, aka Mike. Uh let's start at the top uh with the NBA All Star starters were announced since the last time we recorded. Um I don't think any surprises, although definitely some new names in there. Uh in the East, K D, Giannis, Embiid, Damar, and Trey Young. In the West, Braun, Jokic, Steph. John Morant and Andrew Wiggins, the Wigginses. <laughs> Tyler, what was your thought when you saw uh, the All Star starters? <laughs> it was just one of these things. It's not like the other, you know. Like it's with Andrew Wiggins, but but you know, it's 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 cool because now you got you know we got some fodder to you know get these jokes off. If the Warriors don't win at all, you can be like, I mean, Steph has an All Star starter. What more does he need? You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> so we got that to put in our back pocket here when it's joke time. If the Warriors don't pull it off, but yeah, I mean, it's I, I think that you know they got it right. And like I said, I don't really give a shit about All Star. It's fun, you know what I mean. But Wiggins is out there just looking like bro. I'm just happy to be here and good for him, I guess. The picture they chose in the graphic was like, I'm just happy to be here too. <laughs> like they even chose right. that picture. Like, dog, eh, I don't, I don't, I don't care. But like Wiggins, <laughs> I don't give a fuck if Wiggins has a perfect season. You know what I mean? He, I, I don't want to see that man as an all star. You, as as as, a, as an all star starter. You feel what I'm saying? But like. Yeah, I don't uh, talking about Steph, you know, yeah, he has another starter, you know, all-star starter on his squad. Uh but my man, have you been watching him? Have you been peeping him? I have oh, yeah. never seen Steph like this, dog. Have you, Tyler has his theory that I don't know if it's a podcast. No, we ain't talking about theory. It's, 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 it's very irresponsible. And I <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> but it yeah. is like something's going on with the dude for sure. I mean, it's uh, you know Marcus was just tweeting about it. He's like, I've seen every shot Steph Curry has ever taken in the NBA. 
he has not ever had a month like this January. Have you ever? Did you see the video of him during practice where like Steph has hit what a hundred something shots in a row, like on a casual fucking Thursday, and the motherfucker misses like four or five in a row, front rim. Mm -hmm. I'm like, nigga, what? I, I don't I don't know what's going on with this man. Like last night he looked good in the fourth quarter, but I think before that he was like four or fourteen. You know what I mean? And I want to say this too: if they if if it looks like the Nets have any chance of winning, they paying that motherfucking fine. That nigga Kyrie was looking like a fucking god, nigga. Ain't no way he gonna be sitting on a bitch <laughs> when they playing against Giannis and him. You know what I mean? Because of morality. All right, Bubba. <laughs> we'll talk about morality after we get this chip, nigga. That motherfucker looked like a god, bro. He was cooking, dog. Sheesh. Ain't no way he's in the bitch. I, I was watching the whole time. Like, yeah, it's really cute. Y'all ain't paying this fine yet. It's real cute. Because when it, when it matters, they paying that cash or Roni for Shosky. You feel me? Bro, they're going to they gonna eat that fine. They're going to play KD 47 minutes a game. They're going to do whatever they need to do to get past that, those bucks for sure. For Steve sure. Nash in his bag. You, you saw, <laughs> right. He's I'm going to pull out my secret weapon, the 48th minute for KD. <laughs> right. 48. You saw that You saw that tweet when it was like, Steve Nash is coaching. Like, <laughs> just, him just hugging, hugging KD. KD. <laughs> that's his whole, you know, that's his whole thing. You know what I mean? More KD. I, more. I need a graphic of him scribbling furiously on the whiteboard and then holding it up and it just says 48. (laughs) 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 At at halftime, Kevin Durantis. (laughs) That's what he says. Kevin Durantis, M-O-R-E, nigga. Fuck you, me. I'm personally, to go back to Wiggins, I'm personally so happy for him because I feel like this is my life aesthetic. You know what I mean? Whether it's in marriage or, like, professionally, whatever. It's just, like, just happy to be here, bro. Like, this is tremendous, you know? Like, I don't think if you look at the steps at how this situation came about, it would make a lot of sense. But I'm in the graphic, you know? I'm cheesing my ass off. (laughs) Fucking salute to him, man. You know, there's got to be one every year. And God bless yeah. Andrew Wiggins. If you'd have gone yeah, back in time a couple of years, this shit would not make any sense to any right. of us. But I mean, I don't think any of us were really surprised that the Warriors have turned him into an effective, you know, efficient player. We kind of expected that from the Warriors. I would have been more surprised if they weren't able to do anything with him. Like, you know, what they did with Kelly Oubre, like, I thought he was a hooper before he went there. And his time at Golden State, like, changed my whole perception of him. Like, but, yeah, you know, we've seen what they did with fucking JaVale McGee. Right. You know, one of one of the a guy who had a reputation for being a knucklehead. And now he's like a high IQ veteran due to his time in Golden State. You know what I'm saying? They play high level basketball there, man. Can't take it from them. I, I didn't. After the first couple of years, I didn't know. I didn't know what was going to happen. So, I mean, I, 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 it is kind of shocking to see he's here. Where he's like 50, 50, 40 from the field and shit. Averaging almost 20 mm-hmm. a game. Like <laughs> that's extremely efficient basketball. Don't get more efficient than that for real. Unless you like one of the top five guys. So, I mean, he deserves to be a starter. I'm talking shit. He deserves to be based upon, like, his play. but And the fact that the Warriors are winning, playing winning, winning basketball. But it's just wild to see that fucking nigga. Only thing I really remember from him is, like, clowning his fucking shoes three years ago when they had them weak-ass Adidas. You know what I mean? I tried to avoid seeing Wiggins play basketball because every time I turned it on, it was so frustrating seeing him play. As athletic as he is in his ability, but he just didn't know how to play the game. Well, he's figured it out. And, you know, kudos to that man. You feel me? 
<laughs> it's kind of it's, it's kind of like in the early 2000s when like you know the the back to the back center was becoming an endangered species and we were seeing all-star starters like Zajuna Silgowskis and Jamal McGlure and we were like what Jamal the fuck McGlure is this? <laughs> right he went, he went to Kentucky didn't he yeah yeah it's <laughs> it, it, it's, it's very reminiscent of that he played like a spider he played like a daddy <laughs> long leg that's how he played <laughs> basketball nigga no but it's uh, well, talking about like like centers Embiid is a MVP candidate, and he's doing it for sure. Going away from how centers have been playing, you know what I mean? Where like mm. he's shooting less threes, getting more buckets in the paint, playing closer closer to the to the cup. You know what I mean? I think there's something interesting there. Where we're saying this is how you play basketball. You just a hooper. You just hoop, and they'll let you do what the fuck you want to do out there. You know what I mean? You don't have to fit this new mold of player if you can just play the fucking game. You know what I mean? Similar to what KD was right. talking about with mid range two three years ago, but. It's interesting I mean, the, the, stuff, the, guys. It's 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 ebbs and flows, you know what I'm saying? The market always corrects itself. You know, we're in the era of, you know, layup or three. That's all, you know, mm -hmm. people want. So we've seen, you know, players exploiting the mid-range. We saw, you know, Chris Middleton killing the mid-range during that yes, postseason sure. last year. You know what I'm saying? We saw AD killing the mid-range during that championship run in 2020. Yeah. So now we're seeing, yeah, you, you know, now we're seeing Embiid taking advantage of how spaced out defenses are, and he's getting guys on that island, and he's going to work on the blocks too. So, you know what I'm saying? It's ebbs and flows to this shit, man. I also think part of that is that we've got a good body of evidence at this point about the difference between the regular season and the playoffs in terms of efficiency. You know, the, there can be a philosophical structure for the regular season that ultimately everyone's trying to win a championship and people understand that, you know, the most efficient shot is the one that goes in, right? Regardless and of where it, it's from, if, yep. If you get into a situation in the playoffs where you got to go bucket for bucket for three minutes and the defenses are keyed in, Demar in the mid range. That's a re you know what I mean. That's uh, th that's that's good money. So yeah. I, I I'm I'm excited. Like I I think we kind of reached the the pendulum swung far enough out towards the layup or three pointer that um I'm not one of those people who complains about the product of professional sports or whatever. But it's not my favorite version of basketball. I would just say that you know what I mean. So I'm I'm excited just to see a little bit more creativity and personality. When you're talking about MB, that's what I like is, you know, when we were when we were kids and, you know, I've got Vincent's about the age that I was when I really started like falling in love with basketball or whatever. I don't I did not know that much about the sport of basketball. We knew the personalities. We knew right. the styles of play like that to me, having that become more of a dominant part of the game again. That's that, that's exciting for me as a fan. So fingers crossed that it moves in that direction and the mid range. There's a lot of beauty in there, baby. You know what I'm saying? Sure. That's basketball. Up, I mean, that's, right, that's to me, that's that to me is basketball. Off yeah. the dribble with it, you know what I'm saying? A lot, a lot of sauce in the mid-range you're just taking away. And, I mean, in, 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 in tr trying to imitate Steph, who, like, is unimitatable, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not going to happen, G. Like, so I, 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 I like that people are leaning in and, like, hey, this is part of my game, and, 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 and they're being really successful at it, you know what I mean? But a, a, an NBA where the end goal was not uh, three-pointers or free throws would be – that sounds fucking great to me. Dial that up seven <laughs> yeah. nights a week. <laughs> yes. I'm not mad at the gamesmanship. <laughs> I'm not mad at the gamesmanship either, but it's not – you know what I mean? 15, as, as we 15 discussed. free throws a, a night, is, 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 that's not enjoyable basketball. Yeah, like I cover high school basketball for a living, bro. I don't need to see this shit on TNT. You right. know what I mean? <laughs> 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 Doing it the real. <laughs> Bro, I used to live like that. And what? <laughs> right, right. Yelling, and what? And what? Didn't even get touched, nigga. I just in the trees yelling. <laughs> um, let's talk about, did you guys see the NBA All-Star jerseys? 
I've the ones I've seen were poo. Are those uh, is that what you're talking Tyler, about? Hold on, let me text these to you and I'll ask the question again. I saw some and I'm like, yo, what what's going on? Just go back to '93, baby. Go back to them NBA Jam ass jerseys and shit. Hold on, let me let me let me send Tyler the new ones. Oh, under the headline, these might be the worst NBA yeah, All Star jerseys today. <laughs> yeah, those are the ones I saw. Oh, they ain't even trying to be creative. Come on, Nike. Well, what was funny? As we look at these fucking J.C. Penny fucking <laughs> Big Five jerseys, <laughs> is they tried to say it's like it represents this aspect of Cleveland, this aspect of Cleveland. The stars represent this. This represents the grittiness. It's like it does represent Cleveland, and that no one fucking wants this shit. This is a motherfucker. This shit is horrible, bro. Rec league ass jersey. If I ever saw one, nigga. And then the like, colors, oh, the colors are just hell. what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that that blue and gray one is an abomination. Right, <laughs> that is a <laughs> these are horrible. That's a bad decision, nigga. <laughs> like, yeah. like who? A number of people cleared this. I don't, dude. Remember when All Star jerseys were like? I mean, I guess they did them like the the 93, 91 and ninety four. They had those like I love those those the jer- blue ones with the stars. Yes, the ones with like NBA Jam kind of. Those, oh, those yeah. were fire as fuck. Uh, uh, what's the name? Had a uh, San Antonio had a crazy one, that teal one. I remember when jerseys were mm. fire. Even when they did the time. I mean, this was lazy, but they'd have like the players with their own jerseys. I'd rather them do that than this I week love that. Shit. You know, and, what and mean? just have them switch at halftime. One team is in the whites for the first half. They wear the colored jerseys the second half. Just switch it. You know what I mean? Right. So everyone gets to see the colors out there. Like players can still. I mean. I don't really believe, bro, like, oh, this dude's in a Lakers jersey. I'm not going to recognize that it's LeBron James. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, like I don't think the players are it, – it, it's not like, oh, the jersey has to be red or I don't know who's on my team. Like, they <laughs> And it's not serious enough, you know what I mean, for it to really – you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, oh, there might quarter, be a turnover. Oh, quarter. there might be a turnover in the that fourth quarter, niggas want that cash you know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. Like I think I, there's no way that anybody really looked at this and thought this was what everybody wanted. Like people were gonna purchase these. You thought motherfuckers gonna buy these motherfuckers? Ain't no way. I had a theory. It's, I mean, first of all, it's great for me because like Vinny has his YMCA jersey from when he was five, so I don't have to buy him an All Star jersey. It's just like, congrats, you already have one. <laughs> 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 So that's great. But I had a theory that it's like, uh, Shar and I have a theory about, uh, you know, the Sonic the Hedgehog movie came out right before the pandemic started. Do you remember, I'm asking you to think back 40 years at this point. You remember like six months before the movie came out, they unveiled the design for Sonic. Yeah, and, and, and everybody lit they their ass up. It. Yeah. And it was terrible. Yeah. And and they successfully got bullied into changing the design. The design is much better. The movie was really good. It did very well, right? Well, we had the theory that it was like, no, this was probably just some dude who was working on the movie who was frustrated, who was like, this design sucks. <laughs> like, and the way he got it fixed was he was like, my bosses won't listen to me, so I'm just going to get them like lit up. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> that Maybe it's the same thing here. Maybe That's maybe someone at Nike, maybe it's ass. someone at Nike's cry for help. <laughs> <laughs> right, like, these old motherfuckers don't know what they're doing. They embarrassing themselves. <laughs> I don't know but, if they're changing the, this shit two weeks before the All-Star. You know what I mean? No. The NBA does not give a fuck about All-Star, All-Star jerseys. I, if you remember last year when they did the whole relocating, relocating quarantining thing when it was supposed to be in Indianapolis, they still ran with the All-Star jerseys that were paying homage to, like, a Pacers throwback jersey. You know what I'm saying? So, like, they don't give a fuck, man. 
Just go back to that. the old ones, man. We, 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 those never get old. Go back to the ones 91 through 94. We'll just go back to those, man. It's or the just, 75th year. Like, do something where it's like, you know, the East, like, everyone's wearing a different throwback jersey from the East, but they're all the same color or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, do, just do something other than... An homage to the past. You know what I'm it saying? It really does. It really... It's not even a... I know I made a joke earlier. It's not even a joke. It really does look like YMCA jerseys. <laughs> like, it really yeah, looks bad. exactly like what they're they hand bad, your fucking dude. kid. <laughs> where, you know, the highest number is the biggest jersey and the lowest number is the smallest jersey. <laughs> like, <laughs> straight out of a plastic bag. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw Line up, the shortest to tallest. Like. <laughs> Three is Mike, for you're wearing guard. 52 again. <laughs> right. Great. Shit. I love all the basketball players who wore 52. That's my. I think I was like 48 in, in, in rec league. I'm like, what the fuck is a 48, nigga? I was playing the four, four or five. You know, sheesh. Everybody kept um, growing, and I stopped though. Anyway. I want to talk about Tyler had. Uh, I, I love takes like this because everything in sports take in the sports take sphere is always skewed around everything old being better. And I tend to strongly disagree. So our good buddies at at the volume sports tweeted who's winning an all time dunk contest between Kobe, MJ, Vince Carter and Zach Levine and Tyler. And I totally agree. Just tweeted Zach would kill these dudes off. Like, let the nostalgia go. The 2016 dunk contest was the best one ever, and you're acknowledging that you're an old as you say this. But I think you're totally right, and so I appreciate your take. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at with. That. I understand the nostalgia that's attached to to MJ taking off from the free throw line in fucking you know '87. I understand the nostalgia of the show Vince put on in 2000, right? But bro, Levine versus Aaron Gordon in 2016 that's the best dunk contest ever. These dudes were taken off from the free throw line windmilling. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, come on, bro. The game has evolved. And look, I understand the nostalgia. I do think that Vince's dunk contest is the greatest moment in dunk contest. Okay. History, right? okay. okay. I think, I, I think just speaking of purely the, the pure quality of the dunks though, like Levine versus Aaron Gordon, that's the best dunk contest ever. But you know, it goes back to like how, you know, Michael Jackson breaking out the moonwalk, you know what I mean, in, in, in the early 80s, how that was a monumental moment. But now you six-year-olds can White do that, right? White people on TikTok you know I mean? are doing that shit, nigga. You <laughs> right, know what I mean? Right, so, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So, circles, so, you know, nigga, like, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like we've seen Chris Brown do a backflip on, onto the beat. You know what I mean? I'm not at all saying Chris Brown can fuck with Michael Jackson, but I'm just saying that. Oh, I am. <laughs> when it comes to dancing, saying, he would... He would work that nigga, okay? And fuck Chris Brown. But it's a fact, nigga. He would eat but Michael yeah, Jackson that, shit. Yeah. Yeah, like 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 it's it, it's kind of that where we've gotta just differentiate from great moments and look at the actual content. And like I said, the 2016 dunk contest is the best dunk contest ever. And I'll hear you out because I agree that the 2000 dunk contest is the best moment in dunk contest history. But those dunks ain't fucking with with the show that Levine and Aaron Gordon put on. No way. I think Vince in today, I think Vince could could hang with with, with Levine. I think Vince and Levine would be a, a better dunk contest. I think you know, as you as a dunk contest has 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 gotten older and older or whatever, you know, what I mean, the dunks have gotten better, just like basketball. But I think Vince is one of those guys that I don't I, I don't know if I think Levine have a hard time beating that motherfucker. You know what I mean? And I'll say this, like I I get like yeah that that free throw shit the motherfucker was just doing that was. Oh my God! It's not a big deal. We saw fucking I think it was 
James White do that shit with two hands and the McDonald's All American game. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we saw the McDonald's All Americans off from the three point line in like '96. Yeah, right. the McDonald's All Americans. What's, what's a white guy does it? It's <laughs> the mystique is kind of with removed. his ju- with his jacket on, nigga. Like he didn't yeah, even his take his shit off. off. He had a. <laughs> The McDonald's yeah. All-American kids practice dunking from the free throw line. You know what I mean? That's like, what they <laughs> warm up. That's how they stretch. That's calisthenics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? James White did that shit. Two hands cocked it back and landed almost at the wall, nigga. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, yeah, the mystique of that is gone. You know, it's not that big of a deal. But I still think Vince, I think Vince and Levine, I, w- I wouldn't, I, w- I don't know if Levine would beat Vince. I don't know. But I, I, do, I will say the dunks they did were better than, you know, was it was him versus Francis, right? It was Vince yeah. versus Francis. That was, jeez. I think I, also I was a kid, and that just also added to that too, seeing like the two best dunkers in the game at the time doing what the fuck they do best. So Aaron Rodgers and Levine at the time weren't. Aaron Rodgers was a, you know, is I mean, it wasn't not Aaron Rodgers. Was Aaron, Aaron Gordon, Gordon, my bad. Aaron Rodgers died there. <laughs> Aaron Aaron, Roberts, what the yeah, fuck? Man. Aaron Rodgers is a hell of a dunker, Bubba. <laughs> you wouldn't know that. <laughs> no, he got man. some pretty good dunks in on himself this year, right. for sure. Bro. <laughs> Tyler got some with him, too. But uh, I think the whole fucking nation did. But, uh, but no, nah, like, Aaron Gordon is a, he's a good dunker, but, you know, and, and Levine were, but they weren't guys. We were seeing two superstars who were also the two best dunkers. Which does make it the best moment, but maybe not the best time. So you're right, that's Tyler. The, that, but that that's the only thing that's missing to me. And I, I you know, for me, All Star Weekend, I I'm like a for whatever reason, I've always loved the skills contests. That's my favorite part of the whole. This is the weekend. whitest shit you've ever said in your life. <laughs> this is the whitest. He loves loves those, those. 1943 is shit. Hard bottom shoe wearing, three piece suit wearing ass shit you've ever said those. in your fucking life, nigga. Newsboy hat wearing ass, nigga. What the fuck is you on right now, nigga? The fucking skills contest. God damn. He loves, those, he, he loves those crisp chest pads. He loves a, he loves a good chest pass. A nice entry, entry bounce pass into the pulse. What the fuck is wrong with you, nigga? I can't believe this. I happen to love the skills contest. Oh, my God. Shit, bro. Oh, my God, Mike. What that was fuck? two years of that was a couple Where's years of pent up something Where's coming out. Save right that man! Save that man! <laughs> Hear me out. I, it's a race, and it's the, the the dunk contest. The dunk contest is harder for me to watch because I get super anxious about the missed dunks, and I don't feel like I used to do that. But I'm like. It maybe it's a paternal instinct, bro. But the, if these dudes miss two dunks in a row, I, it's like mainlining two seasons of Curb Your Enthusiasm for me. So you I'm squirming see, on the couch. Bro. You want to see a layup and a bounce pass, <laughs> <laughs> nigga? That is practice. Those are like warm up things that fucking Vinny does before games, <laughs> right? Two dribbles, pump fake, pass in the post. What the fuck you want to see? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ah, I happen to love skills. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever said this before. Oh, Mike, I love the fuck out of you, man. Thank you so much. Uh, what I was going to say was the, the things I look forward to most other than that, it's like the, the games, you, you watch the game for the fourth quarter and then you see the highlights. But really, it's the it's the it's KD and Braun picking the teams is like that's the highlight of the whole weekend at this point. 
Um, but the dunk contest, I wish they'd edit it. Personally, I would rather them edit it so we get the makes and the scores and only show the miss if a dude can't make the dunk. Because to me, that like that's part of it for me is when we look back on any of these dunk contests, you only remember the shit that got made, right? And when you're actually watching it, and you get a stretch where they miss a couple in a row. It's for me personally, like I said, it's just difficult TV. Like I, it's like I feel so bad for the dudes. <laughs> that Nate Robinson dog contest when he missed it like nine oh times. Oh my god, that was that was that was the worst. Oh my god, <laughs> that was, god. We that was the that. end of the dunk with contest, bro. Yeah, that was we the. We were fucking... tuned into that with a rooting interest too for Nate. Right, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's the nail in the motherfucking coffin. That's the. <laughs> it was that shit looked ooh. That hasn't been the same since. Well, I mean, that's had a couple moments, but the allure was gone. You got me. <laughs> Mike, come on. You going to get on on here with us, nigga? And talk about skill challenge, nigga? <laughs> Fuck you, nigga. You knew what time it was? This nigga tried to sneak that in. <laughs> I don't like the chill skill challenge. <laughs> nigga, what? <laughs> Bro, I was asleep before you goddamn said that shit. You know, woke me up. <laughs> FanDuel Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. To celebrate, new customers can bet $5 to win $280 in cash on either team to win when you use promo code JNJ when registering. That's right. You'll get your winnings in cold, hard cash because we know cash is always better than free bets. Uh, I'm a 49ers fan. I hate that we're recording this ad before uh, the NFC Championship game. So I'm just going to say I hope that the 49ers advance and that they are in the Super Bowl and winning it. Uh, There are also prop bets all over the apps. Obviously, those are always fun with the Super Bowl. You can bet on the color of the Gatorade for the winning team or a regular touchdown prop. Uh, But FanDuel Sportsbook is now live in Louisiana, and there's no better place to bet Super Bowl 56 than FanDuel Sportsbook. They've got promotions for new and existing customers. They've got same-game parlays where you can combine small bets for bigger wins and tons of Super Bowl props. Don't miss your chance to turn $5 into $280 in cash. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and use promo code JNJ to make every moment more this Super Bowl. Again, promo code JNJ, that's J-Ampersand-J, exclusively on FanDuel Sportsbook. Disclaimer, must be 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. New users only, $10 first deposit required. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bonus, $280. Bonus for Tennessee users fulfilled in site credit within 72 hours. Tennessee site credit expires 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Let's talk about uh, Tom Brady and the retirement slash unretirement and what I am calling uh, Schrodinger's spite because we know that he's doing this shit out of spite. We just don't know who it's towards yet. If he's retiring, he's doing it to spite Ben Roethlisberger because Ben Roethlisberger will be a complete afterthought at that Hall of Fame induction. Uh, If he unretires... He's doing it out of spite to Adam Schefter, who broke this news before Tom Brady wanted it broken. That that seems to be still what, by, maybe by the time you're listening to this, Tom Brady already put out his documentary about how he's fucking retiring <laughs> or whatever. But uh, I thought this was a fascinating look at how uh, media and the newsbreakers uh, work. 
if you've ever covered college recruiting and signing day, you're very familiar with this dynamic of, hey, everyone told me this kid's going to Oregon, you know, and then you put it out and they go, oh, you know, we're not going to Oregon, but it's just, oh, they had a video that they wanted to tweet out that night or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's a, it, it's an interesting x-ray into that shit. But, uh, Tyler, what do you think of the idea of Tom Brady playing an entire 2022 football season purely to spite Adam Schefter? I absolutely think he would. <laughs> He's a fucking psycho, man. Also, but seriously, also real shit, he is very much a control freak, right? Like, he is not the Tom Brady that he is without wanting everything to be so strictly regimented and so on course and so on schedule, right? Like, you know, the whole joke is that, you know, you know, I saw um, the homie Coley Mick tweet out, you know, Tom Brady is going to love food. Congratulations to him, right? <laughs> because it's kind of a running joke that, you know what I'm saying, he has a sh- super strict diet. You know, he's super strict about, you know, his workout times, his sleep times, and, and all of that. So The man said he's never tasted a strawberry. That is wild. Why? Because why? it's not why? the right kind of fruit. For what he's for what his nutrition situation is. and when he's fucking almost get, when he's when he's winning a Super Bowl at forty two years old and he's having an MVP caliber season at forty three, I I don't even make fun of him anymore for thinking that his special water protects him from concussions or shit. Like he has something he has something going on that no one else has ever had going on. Maybe it's the strawberries fucking us up. I don't know. <laughs> Like it, 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 it's kind of reminiscent about how you remember when um Sherwood Strauss called out KD because he got word that KD was going to New York, and you know the the, the assumption there was you know KD was going to be a Nick, and you know KD pushed back on that, you know what I'm saying I don't know where you're getting this info from, I don't have any plans on going to New York. Yes, you do, motherfucker. You are a Brooklyn Net now. You know what I'm saying? So there's a part of me that always thought maybe he was kind of considering the Knicks until the word got out that it was the Knicks, and he probably went to Brooklyn to spite that. Yeah, but yeah, it, it, it kind of reminds me of that because KD is another petty motherfucker like that too, dog. Didn't Woj and like Braun fall out because Woj dropped some shit that he wasn't supposed to. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't get that. Like, if Adam Schefter has a relationship with like a guy like that and 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 breaks it without allowing, you know, without allowing time to do that shit, I mean, you ruin a relationship. G, like, I understand being the first to say it is cool. You get a lot of likes on Twitter, all of that shit, right? But like, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I understand you're in that business, but you know, the relationships you have with these players, I think, is more important long term. Let Tom Brady yeah. fucking say he's going to retire right and you have the story already written up my nigga you feel me right it's you know what i mean it's, like it's 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 year 22 how big of a bombshell is it going to be it's not like if fucking pat mahomes just decided to retire out the blue it's year fucking 22 brady all of us are probably seeing it coming so why even even you know destroy that relationship for that if that's the case well they, i well, think it go ahead it, I, I think look at like having um not with tom brady or whatever but with recruiting and and shit like that I think it comes down to this. And first of all, I am a reporter who we all, we always let kids make the announcement. Like I knew like the kids from Long Beach, the star athletes, we know like I knew where Peyton Watson was going months before. You know what I mean? Like you just know that shit but you go, "Okay." And the way you do it as a as a journalist for me is we write the we do the interview ahead of time. We say, "Hey, we'll sit on it." We'll do the interview ahead of time. You do your announcement. Everyone will see this 60 seconds after you did your announcement. I have an 800-word story up with quotes from you. Everyone knows what fucking time it is, right? <laughs> um, you but, do that nigga at the end of the day. You know what I mean? But what it comes down to is what is the purpose of journalism? Is it is it marketing and PR for someone else? Or is it like if you're a breaking news reporter, if you're a hard news reporter, if you find out that the superintendent did this horrible shit – it's not about, well, the superintendent wants to announce that they did the horrible shit. It's about, I found something out that the public wants to know, and it's my job to tell the public. 
So because of how basically because of NBA reporting, in my opinion, that's totally changed in sports reporting, you know, where it's not about. But you mentioned the relationships. I mean, that's why Adam Schefter is Adam Schefter, like because of his relationships. So he decided that this story was big enough that it was worth burning whatever bridge to be the first person to have it. And, you know, there's a I totally agree with Tyler. I think there's a serious, credible chance Tom Brady is playing against the fucking Panthers in week 12 in 2022, <laughs> miserable as fuck, throwing for three touchdowns just so that he can give Adam Schefter a dirty look at the Hall of Fame induction in seven years. Seven <laughs> rings. Just a full season just out of like, fuck you, Adam Schefter. And he might get an eighth <laughs> ring doing that shit. You know what I mean? But right. seven rings, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Goat football player of all time, you know what I'm saying? And I think this is the best thing he would have ever done. This would be the most amazing thing this man has ever done. If he played a full season of fucking football at 44 out of spite, nigga, you a different ass nigga. I see how you got all the motherfucking rings, nigga. Sheesh. So. All right. Let's talk about uh, John would be very John would be happy to retire if he had Tom Brady's money. Oh, he is, yeah. uh, he's taking his <laughs> he's fucking <laughs> he's unscrewed something and hung it up on the coat rack. <laughs> you know, the, the streets, <laughs> the streets have been retired. <laughs> fucking John put up a video yesterday is my favorite shit I've seen on Twitter in a minute. <laughs> Just embracing retiring from life and uh, becoming a dad of how many kids did you say you wanted? 27. Bro? Either 27 or 186. One of the two, nigga. <laughs> we doing nothing but fathering over this motherfucker. Dog, I'm, I'm going to be honest, bro. Like, seeing Fat Joe out there leaned up on that pole with them big-ass boots on, nigga, that did something to me, nigga. You know what I mean? That I'm like, wow. This is what... Y'all remember Fat Joe? I'm not talking about lean back Fat Joe before that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Look, 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 before, even before he was on MTV, that nigga was that nigga. You know what I mean? I'm talking about Fat Joe and Big Pun. You know what I mean? This was a cool-ass yeah. dude. And this nigga out here, you know what I'm saying? With them big-ass, look, look, with them LEI jeans on, nigga. You feel me? Them fucking Uggs. Them, 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 them Yeezys. That Yeezy is lying to y'all about them shits. It's not hard, nigga. I don't give a fuck. I just, some shit is me being old. I ain't being old, nigga. Them shits look stupid. And he got y'all out here wearing these rain boots, too. You look silly. You look silly. You know what I'm saying? Your feet look like they got them size 73, nigga. Get you some shoes, motherfucker. You feel me? Goddamn. Anyway, and I'm just like, yo, nigga, what, you know what I'm going to do? I'ma just be a dad, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm keeping, I'm keeping my wife flooded till I'm 50. I mean that shit, nigga. We having babies around this motherfucker, babies on babies on babies on babies in this motherfucker. You feel me? I'm over here looking at some. You see, gonna be big one day. I'm crying every other day, nigga. Somebody watch Bluey? No, I cried too much already. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm pussy. I'm big pussy, and I'll be pussier with motherfucking 27 more kids. Okay? That's what I'm leaning into. You will not see me out here. Motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? Dressed like an Arizona jeans model, nigga. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay? Leaned up on a pole at motherfucking 76. Guaranteed. Guaranteed, nigga. Stay my ass at home. I'm being a dad. I'm being a motherfucking husband. Forever. And the next life, too. And the one after that, too. Fuck the dumb shit. Okay? <laughs> dead. That shit is dead, bro. Y'all saw that, nigga? He got a Celine hoodie on, so we think he, she thinks the shit's sweet. It's Yeezy, so it's cool. In, the group chat was in mourning over that fucking image. Yeah, it was bro. a sad day, man. 
<laughs> Sad day for him, bro. The streets is dead. The streets is dead. Fuck that. I'm getting out now, nigga. I've been out. You feel me? But I'm definitely not, bro, nigga. Fuck being cool, bro. Let the kids have that. Let the kids have that. We ain't supposed to wear them big ass boots. All right. You out here looking like him. You know what I mean? Looking like a rocket power ass nigga. Okay. <laughs> 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 like you got rollerblades on, nigga. <laughs> With that Celine hoodie. Fuck out of here, nigga. <laughs> See every button on the motherfucking pant. You know what I mean? The crotch button go down to his fucking knees. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's fashion, nigga. Fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> Let me just be a regular nigga forever, nigga. Shit. Anyway. <laughs> that shit hurt me, dog. <laughs> Anybody can catch it. Anybody. Be safe you know, out here. You know, be safe. They pegging out there, Bubba. They pegging. It's a lot of it's a lot of people in our age demo uh, on the fucking Nielsen ratings that are out here using pushing P on Twitter that may as well be wearing that fit. Bro. Unironically though, too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm P. Ooh, no, you old. <laughs> you ain't P. You old, nigga. Okay, you old. Okay, that's what you are, nigga. Sit down with me. Come sit down over here with me, nigga. Sheesh. <clears throat> All right, we all need a drink of water after that. I'm fucking here. We go. go that didn't stress y'all out. That is. I retired I more, years ago. I was ago, more bro. mournful than anything. It was just like, no, not not Joey Crack. <laughs> you know what I mean? Joey, <laughs> that's where I was at with it, man. Do he lean on a pole, Tyler? Lean on a like he was really killing the shit. Yeah. My man was posted in front of trash cans. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm a real nigga. You know what I mean? Uggs on deck, nigga. You feel me? <laughs> Limited jeans on deck, nigga. You know what I mean? <laughs> Zip up hoodie on deck, nigga. <laughs> Obese jacket right here, nigga. <laughs> Fuck. Bro. All right, uh, let's Come talk on. about uh, let's talk about the beverage industry. Uh, we got news this week that uh, Simply, the maker of Simply Lemonade and other. Uh, Delicious Juices is coming out with a spiked seltzer version of their drinks. And we got news that Mountain Dew is turning Baja Blast into a spiked seltzer. And if this is not the greatest to America's moment in fucking drinks history, I don't know what is. But everyone in America will buy one or the other. <laughs> yes. I, I saw the Baja Blast spiked seltzer, and I tweeted out, this is a monumental day for Eminem fans. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, yeah, I got, yeah, and I got a lot of response from, uh, you know, a few angry Eminem fans about that, but it comes with the territory. But that was motherfucking Simply Lemonades, though. Listen, bro, I'm going to tell you, I fuck with seltzers here and there, dog. Like, I'm a beer dude, but seltzers are, seltzers get you where you need to be. They don't sit on you heavy. You know, you can down, like, three cans back to back to back. And get a nice little buzz going. So seltzers are highly utilizable in the summer if you want a quick, light buzz. You know what I'm saying? So I fuck with seltzers, dog. And no Simply Lemonade is going to do numbers with me next summer. I ain't going to lie to you. This is coming from a nigga that made fun of me because I drank flavored whiskey. Remember that Honey Jack days when you was like, nigga, honey and, and whiskey, nigga? You know what I'm saying? Bitch. <laughs> you bitch, you. And he took a Simply Lemonade. Growth. That's what I call it. Growth. Yeah. You know what I mean? But no, nah, I agree with you. And on the golf course, as a golf nigga, as our resident golf nigga, <laughs> <laughs> on the golf course, some shit's finna go crazy. You feel me? Yeah. 
I love you and Mero teaming up to antagonize Eminem fans. That's that was my other favorite thing that happened on Twitter this week. That was great. Miro, Miro's got an agenda. I'm surprised Eminem hasn't said anything to Miro yet because Eminem's a dude who you know claps back. Miro's a pretty fucking famous dude, but but yeah, man. Every time I see Eminem, I think of my fucking Miro's inspection to Skibbity V three one three. Miro gave us one for the ages with that one. Give me three one three. He gonna get more engagement in Meryl's tweet, but Meryl's tweet gonna be way funnier. Eminem yeah. can't win. Maybe he's smart because he go. At I feel like he know. Good. I feel like he knows. You know what I mean? I feel like he, he's he's not Drake. He's not doing the analytics nah. of like, well, my engagement rate will be higher. He does not want someone to beat him mm-hmm. in being funny. Mira gonna hit him <laughs> right. with the same shit Tyler hit KD with. You know what I mean? Tiger uppercut, <laughs> nigga. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Hit him with that kablaska, nigga. <laughs> shit. Sheesh. Uh, all right. Before, uh, before we get out of here, John, uh, you've been recommending that new Will Smith nature show to us. And uh, I feel like anytime you recommend something to people who listen to Jenkins and Jones, we always get a shitload of tweets <laughs> thanking you for doing so. So ma- make your pitch for the Will Smith nature documentary. It gives me the same feeling that Planet Earth gave me. Like, I would watch Planet Earth and just be high and get lost. Like, I went to a different world. You know, I'm learning shit. You, what, Magic School Bus, remember that as a kid? You know what I mean? When we were, you know what I'm saying? What's the name with the cheeks? What was her name? Redhead with the cheeks? And, That's and Mag- what I Magic School Bus? As. You just you just gave me the name that I had for her. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Mrs. Fizzle. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Miss, Mrs. Yeah. <laughs> Magic. <laughs> yeah, you ain't. You ain't. You ain't know she was I a like bad my one. name better. I like my name better. <laughs> what, that's her name, isn't it? What's her name? Some shit like that. Fizzle? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Mrs. Frizzle. You know what I'm saying? Oh, frizzle. Yeah, okay. Anyway, yeah. anyway, it gives me that same feeling, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm learning, you know. Um, it, it's 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 a it, it, it's beautiful. The imagery is beautiful. You know, we're seeing things that like haven't been documented that much, you know what I mean? Like they went they went down like over a kilometer in the deep ocean where you can't even see most colors, only dark navy is seen. His red shirt turned dark navy, bro. You know what I mean? Like, dog, it's it's just it's 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 just an amazing experience. And and, and you know, like Will Smith been going through a hard time. <laughs> so he's 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 exploring <laughs> you know the, the earth and and, and 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 you know, they're documenting it and it's, it's great, G. It's great. Look, when things are going bad outward, you have to turn inward. And when things are going bad inward, you have to turn outward. You got to go to the deep ocean, bro. You got to go to the deep ocean. Honestly, I feel like this. I've always thought that if I was an extraterrestrial, I would go to the ocean where there's like, you know what I mean? I think there's extraterrestrials in the ocean. And this made me feel, you know, it made me certain of it. If if there is extraterrestrial life on this planet, it's not on on, on ground, bro. It's in the ocean. It's in the deep ocean. And I, I like seeing the things that I saw, and I'm like, that ain't a, that's a, that ain't that ain't a normal animal, bro. That's a devil. That's a devil. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's a damn devil. Hey. <laughs> I see shit down there. Like, that ain't normal, G. That's Have you ever been trackside at a, a really elite track meet when they say set? In that half second between when they say set and when the gun goes off, 
you have the greatest athletes in the world and every muscle is just fucking just like tensed to 99% ready to go. That is Tyler's brain with the phrase, that's the devil. <laughs> He's just always one feather touch away from fucking letting it fly, bro. And he's never missed with it either. <laughs> that should be funny as fuck every time. But yeah, um, you, you know, there's, you know, we, we've discussed before about, you know, the octopods and how there a lot of scientists theorize that they are extraterrestrial. There, there are theories that, you know, uh, octopi, you know, evolved from like microbes that crashed here from asteroids and shit. So. I mean, that's kind of like, like, how do you view extraterrestrial in the sense of, of what we're talking about here? Because, you know, saying like, like there's a whole theory that Earth was started by, you know, microbes and bacteria that mm -hmm. crashed here from asteroids. From, that life you here. Know, other yeah, planets yeah, yeah, yeah. So are we made out of stardust? So Aren't like us as humans? Like, you know, we have we're, we're made out of stardust. The whole universe is really composed of like a very few number of elements. Mm -hmm. And so the, the reading up on astrophysics and shit to the, you know, like pop science extent that I have. What's fascinating is there's a lot of stuff that's talked about as theories like the Big Bang that is actually there's like way more hard evidence for it than you would think. So when you talk about us being made of stardust, there's things, there's elements that could only have been created at like a, a temperature that was as high as something like the Big Bang could have created. And we can actually track the rate at which those elements are moving outward in the universe. Mm -hmm. So they came from, right? And, like, they could actually track that. That's why they have, like, a rough approximation of when they think the Big Bang happened. Do the things outside of the universe exist prior to the universe getting there? Or does it only exist once the universe is there? No one knows. Jesus fucking Christ, nigga. <laughs> oh, I love this fucking existence we have, baby. This shit is crazy. <laughs> Woo, shit. The, and and what was crazy when you sent that link or that thing that was theorized? Imagine being a nigga that theorizes something, and then you see that motherfucker on like <laughs> I, I theorized it, but it wasn't a theory. That was real life. You know what I mean? Like, are are you aware? Are you aware of the racist history of physics and like how this shit came to be? Of course, Albert. I'm not, so, I'm not, I'm so, not aware of it. I'm saying of course it's racist though. But so but physics me. used to be like a. It used to be like engineering. It used to be figuring out math problems in the real world. You know about how things would move or, or solving problems or whatever. Theoretical physics, which is using physics to project ideas about how, you know, things came to be or whatever, that was for people who were considered like lesser than, which is why Albert Einstein, as a Jewish person, was a theoretical physicist instead of a dude who was figuring out how to like leverage bridges and shit like that. Because they didn't but trust him for things like that. Is that what you're saying? But because he was, it was just the path that he was sort of sent down. But because he was the fucking, you know, one of the greatest fatty brain masses that's ever been put into our it evolved monkey skulls, like he completely, he completely flipped it on his head to where now like theoretical physics is where like all this interesting shit happened. That's what, you know, everyone's putting it towards. But I. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson's book on astrophysics, like the history of astrophysics, mentioned that history. I, I was like totally – it's like you said, everything comes back to racism in, in some capacity or another with that's our species. Wild. But it, it was like, oh, that's fucking insane. You know what I mean? Like this dude totally changed this shit. Like that's a – that's like a Disney movie. You know what I mean? But it's actually the development of human thought. This is the first time I've ever <laughs> thought – thank you, racism. <laughs> Instead of Albert Einstein making bridges, you know what I mean? He's using his brain for the things he used his brain for. Sheesh. 
All right, that's all the time we got for Jenkins and Jones. We're ending on a thank you to racism from John. (laughs) (laughs) Might want to cut it. Keep it. Keep it. But, yeah, not the best take I've ever had, honestly. Uh, I've had some (laughs) doozies. Uh, We'll be back in the middle of the week. Uh, Thanks for fucking with us. Thank you for leaving us positive reviews and uh, five stars and all that good shit. We appreciate you guys, and we'll see you soon. Bye. 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 Thank you.